Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio, back with another amazing episode. This one is sponsored by our friends at Salesforce. Be sure to go to our show notes at www.amazingbusinessradio.com to find out more. Can't wait to share this week's interview. You are going to love when we get Teens Woe on the phone, um, and he's going to share some incredible insights about a book he's written that is basically the subscription model. And any company is capable of creating a subscription model. So our monologue today and the lesson I want to share before we get into the interview has to do with what I call the membership experience. So many years ago, I wrote a book, not that many years ago, probably about six or seven, and it was called The Amazement Revolution, and I used American Express as a role model for this powerful concept. Uh, They are hardly a private club, uh, but they create an amazing customer, or should I say member experience, and they say membership has its privileges. And then I've recently, uh, well, again, not recently, three, four years ago, maybe, joined another club that I love to share, and I love this one. It's the Dollar Shave Club. Now, what's interesting about the Dollar Shave Club is you can call it a club. Uh, I am a member, but actually, it's a subscription. So if you know about the Dollar Shave Club, I know what you're thinking. It's not really a club. But it is an online store that sends you razor blades every single month. A valid credit card is pretty much all you need to join this club. And at its basic level, that's what it appears to be. But at a deeper marketing and customer focus level, there's much more to the Dollar Shave Club than being an online store for razor blades. First, the company's marketing is fantastic. And I love about how they've gotten uh, members or subscribers, and that is uh, with fun and engaging marketing. You look at their short videos on YouTube and you'll see what I'm talking about. Now, they're a little risque, so I would say they are almost R-rated in some cases because there's some language involved there. But who would have thought that selling razor blades could be that much fun? So they're, they're a marketing machine. So joining the club and subscribing is easy. After you fill out uh, and submit a simple form, you just receive a welcome email. And, and uh, this did a couple of things. Number one, it welcomed me into their club. It confirmed that I made a good decision to buy and join their club. And again, they used a little bit of humor. The letter was funny. And more importantly, like I said, it validated my decision and actually got me excited to try my new shaving experience. And my blades would be coming in just a few days. So, and as they promised, a few days later, a small package came in the mail. And the razor handle and the blades were exactly what I thought they would be. They were great quality. Believe it or not, they were less expensive than the blades that I'd been using for years. And one of the things about uh, the traditional subscription model with reoccurring revenue, it just seems like it's, uh, even if it, it, it appears to be less expensive, oftentimes it is. You save money by paying every month or in some cases every year. And here's the cool part. I didn't have to go to the store anymore to buy razor blades. As a member of the club, each month I receive four blades, one for each week. And of course, the package comes with a member handbook, which told me about the blades, when to expect my next box of blades, and it just made me feel like I was part of something. I wasn't just buying a razor blade. Now, obviously, anyone can join the Dollar Shave Club. So as I asked before, is it really a club? Am I really a member? Or is this just another online store? 
And am I just another customer? And technically, all of that is true. But here's the reality. My member experience has great value. It's inexpensive. The product is high quality, and the customer service is outstanding, which, by the way, that is extremely important that you always maintain a high level of service no matter how reasonable your product may be priced, how valuable that subscription may seem to be. If the product doesn't do what it's supposed to do and the service isn't good, it's not going to work. By the way, I also get that added benefit of feeling like I belong to something. So there are many names for the people who do business with you. They could be customers, guests, clients, patients, members, whatever. It doesn't really matter what you call them as long as they receive that member experience. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about kind of the member experience and that it's kind of a subscription model. Once you subscribe, you are a part of, of a company. You're, it's ongoing. You're receiving things in an ongoing way. It's a different type of model to be thinking about. We're going to learn from an expert who has written an amazing book titled Subscribe. More about that in just a moment. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Good customer service is now an expectation. Don't provide it and you'll be disrupted by a competitor who does. So what can you do to stand out? Well, that's the focus of my latest book, The Convenience Revolution, how to create a customer service experience that disrupts the competition and creates fierce loyalty. The goal is to reduce friction and be convenient for your customers. So if you're ready to take your customer service to the next level and disrupt your competitors, well, this is the book for you. To order the book, go to www.beconvenient.com. That's beconvenient.com. It's time for you to join the revolution, the convenience revolution. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio, and I promised you another amazing interview, and that's exactly what we're going to have today with Teens Woe, who is the author of the national bestseller, Subscribed, Why the Subscription Model Will Be Your Company's Future and What to Do About It. The subscription model is a hot, hot topic, as you know. I've been talking about that, not only in the monologue leading up to this interview, but also in many of the episodes we've had on Amazing Business Radio, and it's a big chapter is one of the convenience principles in the book, The Convenience Revolution, which just came out not that long ago. But here's some interesting things about Teen. This is really cool. He was one of the original forces in Salesforce. The 11th employee. Now think about that. There are tens of thousands of employees. This company's huge. And in nine years at Salesforce, he decided, you know what? I'm going to go out and I'm going to start my own thing. And that's what he did. He'll tell us more about it. Teen, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Thanks, Shep. It's great to be on. So um, that's pretty cool. One of the first, oh, I, you weren't the first, obviously, but number 11, that's, that's like right at the very, very beginning. And now, you know, how long ago did you leave? I left uh, just over 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty big then, but now look at it today. I mean, they're taking up an entire city block uh, with their building. And gosh, uh, they shut down the city for their conference, Dreamforce. I mean, Salesforce has been an amazing story, and I do feel fortunate enough. I mean, I, I, I joined so early. It was before we had a product, before we had customers. My interview was actually out of Mark Benioff's house since we didn't have a, a, an office just yet, and, and they really turned something that, that completely disrupted and revolutionized the entire software industry and something I certainly am, am, am proud of. And it's part of the subscription model that you talk about. 
So let's get into that. The subscription, uh, yeah. you know, it's we're really in that subscription economy. So you release this new book, Subscribe. So let's look at the big picture. What is the subscription economy? Well, the subscription economy is this idea that you and I, we don't have to buy products anymore to meet our everyday needs. If you want to get from point A to point B, you don't need to own cars, right? You can just tap into a service on the phone, whether it's Uber, Relay Rides, these scooters, uh, the same thing with entertainment, the same thing for software. Just connect it back to my, my time at Salesforce. If you simplify Salesforce down, it was really about using two things, a new technology model that people now call cloud computing. But side by side with that was a new business model, this idea that you don't have to buy software, right? You can simply subscribe to it and use as much as you wanted, right? As many users, as many months, as many days, as much of the functionality. And that concept really revolutionized the entire software sector. So you're seeing Microsoft, Adobe, even hardware companies like Cisco really moving into this type of business model. And, you know, 10 plus years ago, the reason we peeled off and, and, and you know, myself from Salesforce, my co-founders from WebEx, another software as a service company, is we asked ourselves, is the subscription business model really just something that was disrupting software? or could it really happen in every single other industry? And this is when we looked at early versions of Uber. There was a company called Zipcar out there because Uber had not been invented yet. And, and, and plenty of people in New York or campuses around the world were saying, I don't need to buy cars anymore. I can simply subscribe to, to, to these Zipcars, if you will. But we looked at Netflix, which was still sending out just DVDs at the time and saying, you know, look, th this idea is limited. Right. But there's three million people out there that have not bought a DVD or a movie in years, they simply subscribe to a monthly service where they get any movie that they want. Right. And we said to ourselves, look, technology is going to make these things better and better. This is the future. The subscription business model is it's going to be everywhere. So, and it really is. Let's let's just look at the car industry, and I've talked about this before on the show. You can go, to, and you even in your book, you talk, I believe, about Porsche, uh, I noticed in their, in their passport yeah. program. I mean, give them an example. I... I I was just recently was talking to uh, auto, owners of automotive dealerships from Australia. The top 30 dealers for Volkswagen came to the U.S., and we were in a meeting, and I said, how many have heard about the concept of subscribing to a car? Nobody raised their hand. And by the way, I think some of them knew it, but they weren't sure where I was going with it. And you don't have to own a car. You don't have to maintain it. You don't have to insure it. You just subscribe to it. Take us through that model so that we can really understand that outside of the traditional magazines, newspapers, and software, that really anything could be a subscription type of model. Well, you're seeing just about every major car manufacturer, Porsche, you, you cited that great example. Cadillac is doing the same thing. Audi is doing the same thing. And this idea that, that you know, why, why make the customer buy a car or even lease a car? But what's the difference between subscribing to a Porsche and leasing a Porsche, well, you don't enter into any long-term contracts. You can trade the car in for different models. Perhaps today, you know, I want a Cayenne, but t tomorrow I want that 911 to, to kind of buzz around around the neighborhood with. And so this idea that you can you can actually change things, but it goes way beyond that. I mean, we, we, we see companies out there like Maven that are saying, gosh, subscribe to any car, subscribe to our fleet. Or you, you talk about the book. We actually titled the book not about cars. We actually titled it Planes, Trains, in automobiles, when we pull up, we actually see that the revolution going on is not just cars, but it's in transportation as a whole. And, and the book actually cites an example from the French rail system, right? If you, if 
you ever backpack through Europe, I'm sure you've taken the French rail system, but it's called SNCF. Mm-hmm. And SNCF is launching a monthly service or has launched a monthly service because they see their competitors not just as the train system anymore, but there's a local ride-sharing service called BlaBlaCar. It's more of an inter- inter-city, right, between cities and inside of a city. And, and they're seeing that as competition. And so what you're seeing is, look, I'm just trying to get – I'm here at point A. I'm just trying to get to point B. It could be two blocks away. It could be in another continent. And what are the services between planes, trains, and automobiles that will get me from point A to point B in the fastest amount of time, the most convenient, and in and, and, and the cheapest way possible? And, and that's where transportation is going. And it looks like it, I mean, it scales out rather well. Uh, it has guaranteed income for the people that provide it. And typically, it's a little less expensive for the people that buy it. And I could give you an example uh, away from transportation. Microsoft, uh, you mentioned them a few minutes ago. I remember I used to buy a box, and the box had uh, CDs in it, and I would put the CD in my computer, and then I had a second computer. I put it in there, too, because it said I could. But then as soon as I let somebody else use that computer, I was breaking the law. Didn't realize I was doing it. So I, of course, absolved myself of that at this point. Hopefully (laughs) the time has run out on that one. But they switched to a different system where they say, you know what, let's subscribe, you know, to the individual. And, like, now I own a license that gives me X number of seats. It's less expensive than I was paying for the one box. But guess what? Everybody's complying now because it's reasonable. Nobody's cheating the system. And Microsoft is making dramatically more money as a result. So, I mean, it really is a win-win. Well, it's a great win-win, and I think Microsoft really was falling on the heels of a company called Adobe right. that sells you know, the creative cloud suite, if you will. And we had a chance to interview the, the, the general manager of the division, and what he pointed out was, you know, in the old model where we make a company, we make a customer buy, say, version 4 of Photoshop, and then two years later, they have to pay money to buy version 5. Well, a lot of them opt out of doing so. And, and they so just what happens stay on is we're spending four. all this money. <laughs> yeah. They stay on version four. Mm-hmm. And, and so we spent all this money, all this research and development you know, money to create the latest and greatest. And our customers aren't even taking advantage of it because of the transactional model. And they said, look, let, if we flip to a subscription model, it's not just a benefit of, of paying over time. So you don't have to shell out that $500 up front for that Photoshop. But, you know, we'll make sure that the software is always upgraded, right? Because we've taken away the need to ask you for more money every few years it's simply part of your monthly service as long as you're using it right you pay monthly and we will make sure that you always have have the latest and greatest version and it's just completely changed the dynamic of their customer relationships yep and i am also an adobe monthly subscriber we we have a license that our gal over and who does all our videos and all our photoshop and that type of thing that's what she uses and you know what so much better than trying to order it gosh, should I buy it again three years from now? Is it really that different? Are we really using all the functionality? No, they make it easy. It's not even a decision anymore. It just magically happens. All right, so here's a great book. Got it in my hand. Subscribed. Why the subscription model will be your company's future and what to do about it. Talk to me about how this book helps companies get into this subscription economy. Well, we hear so many stories of success stories, a lot of them out of the software industry. You, you talked about cars. I mean, I think the media industry with newspapers and magazines is, a, is, is another fantastic industry that has been transformed for the positive for subscription businesses. But look, we think that all aspects of our lives right, once are, will be run by these things. Once consumers taste a subscription service, 
they start asking themselves, why can't everything be like this? Why can't everything be like Netflix or Zipcar or Uber or Salesforce or Adobe? And, and so, so there's so many companies out there that we talk to that are saying, we want to make this shift, right? But we tell us how, tell us how. And so we wrote the book to really inspire companies with all the stories that we hear from engaging with this. And the first half of the book is really to talk about how the subscription model transforms a specific industry. So we cover retail, we cover software, we cover manufacturing. Again, we cover the transportation industry. And so really showing how when the industry switches from, from, from visualizing selling products to delivering a service that consumers can actually use, you know, how that fundamentally transforms the industry for the better. The second half of the book really then delves inside of a company. Now let's talk about how this changes your R&D department. Let's talk about how this changes your marketing department. Let's talk about how, how this changes your sales department. And even your finance and IT organizations have to change. And so the book really becomes a blueprint one to inspire you with the stories of what's going on in the industries that, 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 that you're in, but also a blueprint for how you actually have to change the way you operate inside of a company. I love that. And as I read through the book, I, I noticed second half got a little bit technical for me, but that's what's necessary to make these, um, you know, these changes in your process. I mean, you really do have to look at the finance uh, department in your accounting department. Things change. The way you bill change. The way uh, it, it's all going to – and I think it's all, all for the better. I've got to ask you, any chance that we'll ever see home ownership turn into home subscription? I'm not talking about renting an apartment. What would that look like? If you subscribe to that big home with a big yard and a driveway and a three-car, two-car garage. Well, I, I think if you look at the younger generation, it, they're, they're, they're really uh, highlighted by, by, by mobility. They, they move around quite a bit. And so why are they opting for Airbnb? It's because wherever they are, they want to feel like they're in their homes. And so whether it's Inspirato with, 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 with holiday memberships, whether it's WeWork, Right. In terms of, you know, renting out space where you work or serve corp is another fantastic example of this or whether it's your home. What you're seeing is 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 people want the same type of things wherever they are. And, and so it, imagine if you can pick yourself up, go to another city and still get all the things that you expect in your house, the same coffee maker, the same systems, right, the same clothes, the same car. Now, we're not there yet, but I'm sure some companies will come along in the next three to five years. And, and really figure this out and deliver a service that, that gets you that type of capability. That's not a vision. It's, it's all possible today. At one point, I was looking at a timeshare, um, and there's a whole conversation for another day. But one of the things that intrigued me about this particular one is they said, you're going to come in, and you're going to get a decorator. You're going to get your artwork, your pictures, your blanket, your pool, everything you want the exact way you want it. And when you have it all set up, we come in, we take pictures. We know exactly where everything belongs and is. And when you come back, it's going to be like you walk back into the place that you walked out of yesterday, not six months or a year ago. And I thought, wow. That's now, right. that was more, you know, timeshare ownership. But I could see the subscription model really is working there. And that's what you are. You're subscribing to, you know, a guaranteed X number of days of vacation. Uh, but it's no longer ownership. Well, check out uh – Check out Inspirato. It's a company that we work with that's, 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 that's one of the leaders in this area. Yep. I love this idea. I love it. All right. We're going to take a short break. When we come back. We're going to talk more about Subscribed and uh, Teens Woe. You are the reason we call this amazing business radio. Amazing information. Everybody, don't go away. We'll be right back. If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information 
all you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the subscribe to the shepherd letter form. And each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more, all about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to always be amazing. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Teens Woe about his new book, Subscribed. I love this book, and I just want to know, if if I'm a business, I'm, I'm trying to get my arms around it. How do I create this subscription model? If you're saying this is where your company's future is, how do we get started? Well, in, in, early in the book, we actually show this picture. There's two diagrams on the left and right, and uh, the left side is really the old model, and in, in, in the right side is the new model. And the key lesson from that picture is to start with the customer, not the product. And if you're running a business today, you have customers today. Um, but I would say, you know, start with a view of what your customers are doing with you. Track all the usage and, and interactions with your customer in one place and then really understand how you can broaden your footprint with the customer, right? And, 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 and make that much, much more meaningful. And so we talk about a subscriber ID, if you will. If you kind of think about this, you know, how, how did your relationship with Apple or Amazon or Google transform and evolve over the last few years? And it all started with because you have an Apple ID. You've got an Amazon ID. You've got a Google ID. And through those IDs that establishes your relationship with them, they've been able to go into groceries. They've been able to go into, 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 you know, assistance, voice-activated assistance in your room, in, in, in your apartments. And and over time, they get a sense of you know what, we're already servicing your books needs. Let's come up with an Amazon Prime. Let's add video to the Amazon Prime. Let's add movies to the Amazon Prime. Or, or Apple saying you know what, you know, we already sell you a lot of phones. But now that you have the phone and you have your Apple ID, what if we use this Apple ID to sell you more music or more news or more movies? And, and so establishing a one-to-one relationship with all your customers and making sure you, ever, you take every aspect of that relationship back to that ID, if you will, is really the best place to get started. All right. So I'm, I don't want this to sound self-serving, but I'm going to ask you, how do I turn my business? Now, I have a piece of my business. We have online customer service training. That is a subscription-based program. You can pay annually or pay by the month, whatever works in your pocketbook. We have group licenses. But as a traditional speaker that goes out there as a keynote speaker, I'm thinking, hey, I'll tell my clients, you can buy me for one speech, but if you pay annually, you can have me four times a year. I mean, is that how it works? Well, let's just shut up. I would say how many listeners do you have right now? And, and, and out of all the listeners, how many of them do you have an email ID where you actually know, I actually listened to five of your shows. I've listened to 10 of your shows. I've listened to 100 of your shows. You know, and so now you start classifying these customers saying, this is a first-time customer that has watched my first show, and what is the next step I wanted them to take? And here's another customer that listened to all my shows and actually wants more of me, is willing to take out their wallet and pay me, right? And then how do I monetize that relationship? And so the mindset is less about, hey, how do I get you to pay for one show or two shows as a transactional product? But how do I establish an ongoing one-to-one relationship with you? And how do I find all sorts of ways to monetize that relationship? And by the way, that's what I think what Apple and Amazon have done. When you log on, they don't say, 
hey, welcome back, 1792486. No, it's welcome back, Shep. As soon as you log in to an Apple, you know, on the website, they know who you are. The history is there. You're no longer a number. You're a customer. You're a person. And I think that's an important piece of it all. So I would love to be able to get the analytics that you're talking about on this show. <laughs> it's so hard to find first timers. You've got to get subscribers, and then companies like iTunes have to be willing to part with that information. But that's another story for another day. Let's let's talk about B two B for a moment because so many of the things we've been talking about are B2C, but you mentioned B2B earlier. Um, what examples of business-to-business type models have you seen out there that are really working? Well, it's easy to tell the B2C stories since we can all relate to it, but the B2B stories, this, this whole thing started with B2B. I think you know companies really have been subscribing to software from Salesforce and Google for, for, for so long now and, and, and not opting to buy software, but companies also prefer to go you know, asset light or capital light and so if they can subscribe to a service for food, for water, for real estate, right? They, they will opt to do so. Now, what we're seeing is probably the IoT space, right? The Internet of Things is really transforming this. And so Caterpillar is a great example. You think of Caterpillar and you think, well, gosh, how does a company like Caterpillar that sells tractors, excavators, engine, how do they switch to the subscription economy? Is this about renting tractors? And Caterpillar say, no, no, it's not that. It's like all our assets, all our physical products today are smart products. We have 2 million physical assets in the field. Over half of them now have sensors collecting data, right? You know, vibration data, usage data. How often have, have I been used? Where am I? And they collect all this data and they send it over the internet into a cloud-based service. And so now what happens is Caterpillar is saying, gosh, we have all this information about these products we can actually manipulate these products remotely from our phone. There's all these new revenue streams that we can imagine of services that are tied to these products. Services like, like safety services, where, where if, 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 if the construction workers are wearing an RFID badge and they're standing behind one of these gigantic excavators, the excavator can know that and shut down from a safety point of view. Or even predictive maintenance applications where I can tell based on the vibration patterns that this device, this asset, needs to be serviced. So let me take it offline now proactively so you only have, say, three hours of downtime versus two weeks of downtime where you got to wait for the part, you got to wait for right. the service person, right? And this, 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 this translates to millions of dollars of savings on the behalf of their customers. And so this is a really, really exciting area that we're seeing companies go into. So to put it into more uh, consumer-based terms, uh, OnStar from General Motors can actually track if I hit a pothole It'll say, hey, uh, you, your car just hit a pot. It sends a signal to the dealer. The dealer then informs me, you better come in and get this car back into alignment or you're going to be buying new tires 10,000 miles sooner than you need to. That's essentially what Caterpillar is doing with these sensors is they're proactively seeing there's maintenance issues that are going to come up and they're fixing them before they become problems and parts have to be ordered and you have to wait to get it fixed. I mean, you still have to order the part, but it's proactively, it's sent there before it breaks. So uh, I love this idea. All right, we're starting to run out of time. And uh, any, any parting thoughts? I'm going to ask you the one thing question. This is the big parting thought here. Is there one thing you want to emphasize that you've already talked about, or is there some nugget of information you absolutely want our listeners to hear before we leave today? Well, Chef, I know so many of your listeners are running businesses today, and, and I would say this to them. I would say that once you actually flip to the other side and you're running a subscription business with strong recurring revenue, 
these are much, much better businesses to run. You know, you wake up in the, at the start of a month, at the start of the quarter, you've got known recurring revenue because of your loyal customer base that you can plan around. It's so much easier to run these type of businesses. And then if you think about competitive advantage, these days anybody can take your product, whether it's a phone, whether it's a car, and reverse engineer it and basically clone your product and offer the same product. But if your competitive advantage is not based on your product, but instead is based on your knowledge of what your customers are doing and the relationships that you have that only you uniquely have, that is a much stronger to be, position to be in. It's hard for another company to go steal those relationships or to have the same knowledge of customers that, that you, too, you do. These are much, much better businesses to run. And the last thing is you can feel this in your own personal lives that you're finding more and more that you're, t- you're turning to services and not to products to meet your everyday needs. And so from a business perspective, you got to believe that your customers for your businesses are doing exactly the same thing. And so this is the future of business today. And we encourage every company to really move fast and furious into this new subscription economy. And even if you do it today, with all the examples that are in your book and all that we've talked about today, it's still a fairly new concept for many businesses. So you're on the leading edge of something that's already been tried tested and proven. The book is called Subscribed, Why the Subscription Model Will Be Your Company's Future and What to Do About It by Teen Zuo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is why we call this Amazing Business Radio. It's been another amazing interview. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. We are talking to the guru of a model that is going to revolutionize this entire industry, this entire world of business. So thank Thanks, you Jeff. so much, man. It's been awesome. Thanks for being on the show. Well, that wraps up another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We will be back next week with another interview. So until then, Shep Hyken here reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.